down the road, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did. So dream, explore, say yes to life. Be inspired to live life as an exciting adventure of discovery. You are listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, and I'm your host, Mark Sussman. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Sussnell. Thanks for joining in. You're listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, the show that makes a difference, the show that will hopefully inspire you to think differently, to think bigger, to perhaps do things that perhaps you wouldn't think about doing, to kind of get out of the box, to be bold, courageous, and things that, that sometimes you just have to make a leap of faith. And so I am intrigued by people that have done that. I've done that myself when I made a big career change in 2000, giving up my law career to get into the work I do now. And so I started this radio show about three years ago, the Inspire Possibility Show. And various publicists email me about their clients and and they send me advanced reader copies and some of the books I look at and I can't read all of them. But there's one that intrigued me, so and so I invited Herb Freed, who's the author of Bashard. Actually, he was on the show a few years ago when Bashard came out. But he has a new book out. It's called Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. What makes Herb's background very interesting is that he was an ordained rabbi for many, many years, and he gave that up, and he became a filmmaker in Hollywood. He moved to Hollywood from New York and Graduation Day is one of his films. And there are some others that probably you would recognize. Tomboy is another one. And totally transformed himself. And I think you'll enjoy reading this book and listening to what Herb has to say. So welcome, Herb Freed, to the Inspire Possibility Show. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And uh, I am inspired to hear what you're saying because... Uh, you're absolutely right. I did start out as a as a conservative rabbi, uh, and when I switched over and decided that what I wanted to do was make feature films, the, my first film opened in San Francisco. That was quite a, a while ago. It was 1972, but it was a story wow. about uh, about uh, AOL. Uh, uh, the name of the picture was AOL, and it was about the uh, the war in Vietnam and the best. I don't know, we got such a warm reception in San Francisco that it was easy for me to continue doing that until I stopped and started making writing movies, and and then from there to writing books. Aha! Uh-huh. So let's go back a little bit. In in so how long? So here it is. Was being a rabbi was that something that you wanted to do, or was it something that perhaps you were persuaded or coerced by? by people close to you? That's a very good question, because uh, one would think that it would be persuasion on some sort. It wasn't. It was something that I didn't realize I wanted to do until my junior, then senior year in high school, which was in Ohio. And I wasn't even prepared to, uh, to go to the seminary in New York, the Jewish Theological Seminary, 
because I didn't have a, a background in Hebrew and biblical studies. And so I worked very hard to, uh, to find my way. And when I did, I found it was glorious. I mean, studying for the rabbinate, uh, living a spiritual life, exchanging uh, wonderful insights with, uh, with some, some of the world's greatest theologians, the Protestants, the Catholic, the Jewish, and it was just very inspiring for me. Uh, and I was in, uh, my pulpit was in uh, Lake Mayapak, New York, a large congregation. Uh, but uh, and you have to be, you have to be in it with your whole heart, as you know. You were, your luck, you were not obviously in your law career with a full heart, so you moved on, which is what I right. did. Uh, I studied, uh, I was studying dance with Martha Graham while I was in rabbinical school. So wow. everybody kind of thought that maybe there's something a little wrong with me. So, uh, right. so they, they, uh, I just studied more and more and took acting lessons and all like that and moved on to, uh, to make films. Right. It's interesting because my whole life I've been a musician. So when, when, so when I became a lawyer, I was already a musician. But that was kind of something that was a thread that my whole life I continued to do. And still do, and and then eventually when I gave up my law career, I still have the music and then a a quest for you know deeper truth. So here you are, you you were totally inspired. And what year was this when you were studying to be a rabbi? Uh, I started in 1953 when I when I was a student. I I went to Columbia University, and my mm -hmm. first year there is where I began to study. And I was ordained as a rabbi in 1962, uh, and uh, that was where my, my pulpit was. But all that time, uh, you were studying music. I, I was dancing, uh, not uh -huh. quite studying music. Uh, but, uh, but from there, uh, I began to think about film, and I was intrigued by it. And I took all the classes that I had to and just put everything else behind me. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know if you're still a musician, but I know when I, when I decided to go into... <laughs> you know, uh, into the film, I had to put everything else behind me and just devote myself totally to that. And I ended up making 15 feature films, which was wow. a, a wonderful, glorious life. And uh, fortunately, I was married to a beautiful a woman who was also a, 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 a film editor. And we traveled around the world together making films inside each other's heads, inside each other's hearts. And uh, that was, a, in fact, the title of the book, my book that came out last year. That was called Bashert, which is a Yiddish word which means meant to be. It means uh, finding your soulmate, which is what, what we did. But then after Marion passed away, which is just a few, some five years ago, that's when I started to write. And I've been doing it every day ever since, every single day. I can't get up. I guess you I, I don't imagine you can get up out of bed without playing music. Uh, that's true. I don't know. I get out of bed, but sometime during the day I play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, it might not be as soon as I get out of bed, but but I have other things I like to uh, I do. Um, but what was it like for you to to uh, so you here you go to school to become a rabbi? How long were you a rabbi before you you gave it up? Three years, just three years. It's a it's, mm -hmm. but you know it's, it would seem like ten because. Uh, there are no there are no days off for a rabbi. Uh, just when you think right. there's a day off, comes a funeral, comes a wedding, comes uh, right. an event that you have to officiate at, and so it's a it's a it's a full time it's a full time uh, occupation. That wasn't the part that bothered me. The part that that, that didn't work for me is uh, 
it was there was just a posture that I had as a rabbi that didn't feel entirely comfortable. Uh, when I first started out, it was, but then I felt I, I wherever I went, I was I was the, the emblem, the emblem, the symbol of religiosity, and I discovered that I am much more much more spiritual than I am religious, and that's right. what's been driving me all my life. And I, I think for a lot of very it, strong spiritual yeah. orientation. I think for a lot of people that are that listen to this show and, and people that I know personally, I think that 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 really categorizes most of us. That you know we have this spiritual existence, which is really much different than than believing in a particular religion. Now sometimes they do come together, but it's more of this this quest for deeper meaning and to ask the bigger questions. And what's interesting is when, however you're raised in the work that I do, especially in the one-on-one coaching, many of my clients I've worked with are, just seems for some reason were Catholics or, or Jews. And all of a sudden you get to this point when the dogma, you start to question the dogma. And you go, you know, do I really believe this? Well, uh, I think that's that's very valid. You've you've just faced my history, because uh, (laughs) as much as I want to believe, uh, there 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 are limitations when you have a when you're committed to a particular religion, a particular faith, and mine expands beyond that. Uh, And I I I find great truth uh, in some of the some of the Christian uh, theologians, in some of the Catholics, some of the, the Protestants. Uh, and so, as some of the Jews, I mean, uh, uh, Abraham Joshua, Joshua Heschel was a professor of mine uh, at the seminary, and he used to bring people from the Union Theological Seminary, the Protestant Seminary, for across the street, and uh, we would lecture, and we'd all begin to see that there was far more to to the whole than what we were seeing, and then I, I found beyond that. With my very with my first wife, who also passed away unfortunately, was extremely spiritual. She was a Broadway actress, doing Fiddle on the Roof and Cat, you know, all, a, a number mm-hmm. of beautiful plays. Uh, her name was Anne Maurice, and she's the one who who got me involved in some of the the the, the uh, authors that I had never even heard of before. Uh, for and uh, I began to I began to think there's there's more to it. For example, what were some of the authors? Uh, some of the people she was, uh, let me see if I can find them. Uh, I have a hard time remembering them. I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to come back to that Right, one. if they come back, uh, but, I'm uh, just curious. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you know, the yeah. full, a full library of, uh, with, with, with some right. of the spiritualists who really make a difference in my life. Right. right. Well, you know, um, I, I got a sense from reading Love, Faith. First of all, how did you get that title, Love, faith, and a seat of pain. I mean, I could think of, I guess what I wanted to hear was love, faith, and miracles. Love, faith, and a seat of pants. I mean, where did, how did that come to you, that idea? Well, the, 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 uh, the, the book is really uh, a story of five, five uh, episodes in a, in a young rabbi's life. That is, he starts out as a rabbi. Uh, and uh, he, and oh, the the book covers thirty years of his life, and in the right. beginning, uh, everything just falls into place beautifully, and so he understands what love is. He has uh, he's married to a beautiful woman. He begins to think he sees the beauty in the world 
through the, through their through their love, through their connection, through their their oneness, uh, in, in, through their marriage. And then, uh, as he he began to live more spiritually, there was there was faith, and he began to actually believe that that there was a superior being on some level. So we have love, we have faith. But what happens when you lose your lover, when you lose your faith? What are you left with? A pair of pants. In point of fact, uh, that uh, means uh, nothing. Uh, You're left with very, very little. And so uh, you have to uh, like and where you go. And, and that's, uh-huh. kind of, that's the way the, last, the fifth chapter begins. But, of course, his loss of faith and, his lack of, and the loss of his lover uh, is only the right. beginning of the fifth chapter. The rest of the chapter talks about, the as chapter, you can imagine. Or the fifth, or the fifth say, book or more. I like the way, it's interesting because the way you broke this up into like, it's a novel, but you broke it up into five distinct stories, which I, I always, uh, you know, being that I'm a, a writer myself, I always appreciate the way different writers do certain things in terms of how do you weave. I mean, it could have been almost a collection of short stories, and yet it's around this one person's life. So I, I like the way you did that. It was, it was interesting. My sense was, was this was very autobiographical well, your life, your you know, well, one of the things I learned when I started writing uh, is that all biography is fiction, and all fiction is biography. What I uh-huh. mean is when you start writing, you can only write about what you know. So right. you start writing what you know, but then when you write it, you say, wait a minute, I don't want this to be my diary. I want it, right. I want it to become an interesting story. So you exactly. take the events of, uh, of your life that, are, that you may or may or may not have lived, but at least are familiar to you, and you start there. And then with that, with, with that as a goal, you begin to find the way to express it uh, in your own terms, in your own world, in your own, in your own vocabulary, which is what I did. I, li- I like that. That's kind of what I did. I wrote an, a, a, a nonfiction self-help book about 10 years ago, Dancing on the River and Navigating Life Changes. So I decided to write a new book, and I decided to make it like you did, into a story. And I, wow. and I called it The Soul of Uncertainty, which is a parable. And, but it was more, plus it was more fun for me as a writer to make it, to fictionalize a lot of uh, biography. I mean, it was it was more fun. It was more more challenging, much more challenging, but oh, yes. much more fun. My, and, uh, my, I, I don't know if you find it, but uh, my wife Marion, who was a wonderful writer, used to say that the reason she was a writer was because she loved to read. And so I said, "Wait a minute, reading is one thing; writing is another." She says, "No, you don't understand." He said, "The best reading comes out of my computer, and uh-huh. when I when I when I'm able to." Pull something, pull out a sheet of paper that I just wrote, and read it, and really understand what I've been writing. It's a whole new revelation, and I find that too. I don't know if you do in your writing, but I there's do. great surprises, especially and, uh, when I and, have and a, the surprises are what makes it fun. Especially when I pick something up that I wrote a while ago. It was a while ago, and I read it, and I go, "Wow, <laughs> did I write that?" Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, especially a book that I read like eight or nine or ten years ago. But you know, um, but this idea of 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 love and and faith and one phrase. I guess it's I don't know if it's in uh, throughout the book or or 
um, or just in the, in the last story about five cents of a nickel worth of faith, right? A nickel worth of faith equals a dollar's worth of grace. Did I get that uh, right? That's, that's that. I, I you you picked. If I had to pick one line out of that book uh, that I that I love the most, that is the most compelling for me. It is that book, and it is highly spiritual. It's highly spiritual. I don't think uh, I will uh, t- give out any secrets if I say that when uh, in the last chapter. The the, the 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 primary character Ben has lost his faith, and we find him through a bizarre series of events, some surreal, that he's in Harlem in New York, and someone happens to say, "Wait a minute, uh, have you ever heard of this rabbi?" And he said, "No." He said, uh, "Would you take me there?" He says, and he takes him to an African American rabbi in Harlem. And, the, and it, as, a, as a synagogue, it looks like all the other Jewish synagogues he's ever been in, except that they're all African-Americans. He's the only white person there. And in the process, he begins to understand that there's more to life than what he's used to. And it just, we needed a, a punch in the stomach, a punch in the heart, just to open him up so that he could see beyond where he had, he had locked himself down. And through this... this, this uh, preacher, uh, the, the, the African-American rabbi, he's the one who, who, who guides him. And he says, you know, uh, everything will work for you if you're plugged in. You know, if you have a TV set that's not plugged in, no matter how right. good the TV set is, you're not going right. to see anything. But if right. you plug in your, your faith and you're willing to hear, and you're willing to hear whether, whether it'll be good for you or whether you're afraid it'll be bad for you or difficult for you, but something you must hear and perhaps do, then if you just offer just a little bit of faith, you'll get a thousand times return in your rewards. So that's where that, that expression comes from. So what about what about in, in, in to kind of, I like to take this and, and segue into like, you know, in real life. I mean, in terms of, is that like, you know, I, I think you said, okay, this is the one thing that I really like the most out of this book or the thing I, I resonate with the most. So let's talk about that in a little more detail. I know I, I say the same thing as that, you know, if you're not tuned in to your deeper self, it's like turning on a light switch when the power's off. Nothing's going to happen. That's exactly happen. right. That's and, exactly and, right. And, 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 and so I always talk about how you start your day sets the tone for the whole day. So let's talk about this idea of faith. And and I know it's almost like, you know, if you have faith, you'll be rewarded. But that also comes back to if you believe, right? Because there's so many books about believing something's going to happen and it will happen. And in some ways, it's true to an extent. But I think in the some some communities, it, it's not, it, it's got out of hand where people think, well, if I visualize a certain thing happening and really experience that it's happening, it will, but it doesn't always work that way. So let's talk a little bit about that and, and this idea of, of a nickel worth of faith uh, is a dollar's worth of grace because is that, I mean, it's almost like, is that like a, a, a golden rule almost or or, well, or uh, what's your thought about that? 
That, that, that's a, a really a, is a very interesting question because that's the heart of everything that I'm involved with. I'm involved with love. And I think loving your neighbor, loving your friends, loving your wife, your lover, whomever, uh, it's, that, it's that expansion that comes with, with your love for another person and your interaction with another person or other people. And I think that is essential to everything I do, everything I write. And uh, in my first book, uh, in, in Bashert, which literally means uh, you know, to be a soulmate, uh, how does that happen? How do you begin to crawl into, to get involved in someone else's brain, someone else's heart? Because when you do, really do that, it expands your own heart and your own brain. And you begin to see things much more broadly and much more, and often differently. And you're, but the world opens up to you. And I think when you, when, when you offer that, that little bit of, say, let me, let me not shield myself. Let me not protect myself from something that might change me. Maybe something that, that can change me for the better will be wonderful, but I can't put a, a stamp on it to say that every single time it's going to go the same way. Now, uh, you know, uh, I'm not uh, sure about how, how to inspire possibility. Uh, that's, you know, I'm sure you do, and I'd love to hear what you do about right. it. But, but, right. but for me, writing about things that, uh, that have moved me and have changed my life and the lives of the people that I love and, and interact with and interface with, uh, that's what, what, what life is about. It's, it's, it's a voyage. It's a, it's a wonderful voyage. So is that how you, you see life as a, as, a, as a voyage or a journey? I mean, that's, I kind of, I used to, in fact, this show, uh, used to, the, the Inspire Possibility show, when I started the show with Ralph Marston many years ago, we used to call it the Journey On show. And then Ooh. when Ralph, um, and I always, and my emails for years, my, all my email signatures, and we all have an email signature, is journey on, is what I say at the end. Oh, wonderful. And, 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 but when Ralph dropped out and, and I continued to do the show, put more, you know, my own stamp on it, I changed the name because my whole domain names Inspire Possibility. So we started oh. calling the show uh, the Inspire Possibility Show, and and I also have a newsletter that I used to call Letters on Life, and I've I've changed that name to that I've been writing for 18 years. I changed mm-hmm. that name to to Possibilities. And, that's, I think that's wonderful. I mean, when you consider that there are no there are no limits, You're, when right. you talk about possibilities, exactly. you can't really include limits if you let yourself believe. If you let yourself allow yourself to believe that there may be something more out there, I'm not saying you have right. to wear a, a medallion or a cross or a, a mezuzah right. or anything else, but if you right. allow yourself to just enter into the world around you that you're not necessarily familiar with, not necessarily comfortable with, allow for different possibilities. I think that's I a great and, way and to that, go through life. Yeah, yeah, and it's a much better question than is it likely to happen. You know, oh, rather yeah. than think is it probable yeah, it's likely I think, I, yeah, because you end up you end up if you if you think that way you end up doing nothing, and of where course. you're saying is it possible? Then it gives you hope to go forward, and um, well, well, Herb, this has been a a, a very uh, quick, powerful conversation, and and I've um, enjoyed a lot of it, and and you know one question I I. I have a few questions I like to ask. First of all, 
how do people get your book, Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants? Uh, well, the, the best way, I mean, you just go to Amazon uh, and ask for uh, Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. Or if, you, if they can uh, go to my website, uh, they can read a whole lot more about that, about both books, actually. Uh, and the, the website is uh, herbfreed.com. I'm sorry, www.herbfreed, H-E-R-B-F-R-E-E-D.com. Herbfree.com, and you'll have a whole list of stuff, all kinds of things that uh, that I've written about, that I've talked about, uh, and I, uh, this has been a wonderful hour for me, uh, and, and I've truly enjoyed it very much. And, uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful. You're not to done. You're me. not done. You're not done. Okay. So, so okay. what? What? Um, what? Um, what are you um, most inspired by right now? Uh, what, what inspires me? is whatever mm-hmm. is going on inside me that I don't quite understand. It's not a physical thing. It's what gets me going in the morning. I get up in the morning fairly early, and I, I remain in bed for about an hour and a half because that's when the magic happens. Magical things go through my head that I, don't know, that I would very rarely think about when I'm just walking through the day. But it's that those things are in the cosmos, and I think we, there are so many things bouncing around in the cosmos. All we have to do is find a connection. You know, let yourself feel it. Try going down, go down that right. path, go down that right. road, see how it feels. Right. And then, and right. then, uh, and then, when you have it, and, then, and that's I, after that hour or so of, of, of just thinking about that, that's when I run to my computer and start working, and I do that every day. And what are you, and what are you most grateful for right now? I'm sorry. What are you most grateful for? Oh, I'm uh, I'm grateful for love. That uh, there's love in the universe, with all the hate that we feel around us, with with uh, with all of the, uh, the, the 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 disgusting things that happen in politics and all the stuff we're listening to every day. I find when I talk to people all around the country, as I've talked to you today, I hear a totally different world. I hear different sounds. I don't hear the, the anger that you, you see on the, on the tube every day. What I hear is, is uh, humanity, people wanting to learn, wanting to find out about each other, and compassion. People hear about terrible things that happen to some people, and they want to really help, and they do as best they can. So what turns me on is the, the love of, of, of life, the love of work, the love of my fellow humans, and the fact that I'm just part of it and can, may contribute. Wow. That's great. So, Herb, thank you so much. I'd like to continue this conversation. Uh, it's very powerful and, and stimulating, and uh, I know we will. Uh, so um, you can also... Um, our show. So thanks for being on the show. The show is is over now. Thanks for you out there for tuning well, in. You. Yeah, and every week we have somebody that's amazing, inspiring. And in the meantime, to everybody, journey on. And thanks again to to our guest today, Herb Freed. Thank you, Herb. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah. a joy. And you me. could call in, by the way, to continue this right now to on the four five three number if you like. Okay, thank you so much. All right, all right, thank you. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening. I hope you feel inspired to take the next step in your life. And if you haven't already, please take the time to visit my website at inspirepossibility.com and discover the various services and products we offer that could just very well change your life. 